Okay, we're going to jump right into this. Time has come. Somebody want to shut that door for me, please? Would you mind? Thank you, Casey Bush. All right, let me let me throw out a thought here, and then we'll get into another area, a vein of this. We're going to talk about the philosophies that hinder the flow of healing. But let me just say this. Uh, when it comes to the world and then the struggles of the world and you know none of us can fix that yet here's how we here's how we can fix it preaching the gospel jesus said here's our commission we're to go into all the world and preach the gospel what is the gospel it has to do with uh being made alive spiritually you don't have to die and go to hell it has to do with god wants to bless you and take care of you now and if you're sick god wants to heal you that's what we're supposed to be telling people and then god will do what he does when they believe it once again Works in concert with faith, right? Okay, I just want to say that. All right, let's talk about some philosophies that hinder the flow of healing. Number one, maybe it's the will of God for me to be sick. If I'm sick, maybe God will get more glory. What do you say to that, honey? <laughs> wow, thank you. <laughs> uh, this has always been in me from the time I found Jesus and from the time I got born again. I had the greatest father in the world growing up. He was just the, the sweetest, best man. He wasn't a minister or anything. He was just a good dad. And because of that, it was real easy for me to understand how the Father God works. Now, if you've never had a good father, you've got to work through that. But this has always been my question. When, when uh, they told me I couldn't have children, and I'll talk more about that later, I just thought, okay, that doesn't make sense to me. If you're a good father, then there, there's a lot of people in the world that have babies they don't want, but I'm going to raise a baby to love you, so this doesn't make sense. Why would you not let me have one? Why, wh what sense does that make? And it's kind of like you said, it doesn't make sense. I'm, you know, I'm going to heal you, and he did. But I think in everything we're doing, why would the Father want you and Jesus both to bear, bear sickness. What's the point? Why did he bear it if we have to? What's the point? I mean, really think about it. Why did he go through that for us and, and then say, but you can't have this. You're going to have to do it another way. What was the point? Why did he take that beating? Do you have any idea what that was like? Really? This was not God going to the cross. This was See, it, it says the Son of God came, but he emptied himself and became the Son of Man. So he, he uh, faced this like a man would, with all the fear that he had to deal with. That's what he, he dealt with in the garden. Let this cup pass from me. That's when his soul is going through, wow, look what's, what I'm about to bear. Yeah. Look what that's I'm right. about to bear. Yeah. Uh, he knew it. But he had to face it as a man like we would have. Because God said in the garden, somebody's going to have to die for this. Somewhere along the line, somebody had to die. And he said, I'll do it. I'll step down from being God, and I'll go to the earth, and uh, I'll take their place. And so, but so when he came, he couldn't come as God. Because there's a point there where he says, uh, I could call 10,000 angels right now. If I wanted to and get out of this. But then he would have shifted over into a, a place where we couldn't be redeemed. You understand that? We had to be redeemed by a man's life being given. 
that's why this is so important for us to understand. A sinless man. A sinless man. A sinless man. He did, he, there was nothing in him that deserved this. Nothing. Right. He went to the cross and bore everything for us. And he didn't have to, but they decided this before the, the earth began. It said the lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. So he, they had already planned this. They planned for a backup plan if man fell. This is how wonderful your father is. If you ever think he doesn't love you, if you'd meditate the cross long enough, you'd see there just isn't any way. Why, wouldn't, why would this not be what God wanted for me? But once again, you have to go back to clearing your soul out of all the stuff that's been put in there and all the mm. filters that we've gotten yeah. uh, through time and through our raising and through whatever we've been through. Yeah. So why would he? And uh, it said Jesus bore it so we could be free. You know, I've heard it said he was rejected so I wouldn't have to be. He became poor in spirit so I could be rich in him. Right. Everything's the opposite. The word says that for this cause was the Son of Man manifest, that he might destroy the works of the enemy. And that has become our role, too. Why are we manifest here now that Jesus lives in us? So that we can destroy the works of the enemy in any way that giving to the poor, helping those to understand, loving on people, uh, walking them through the worst times of their life, saying, no, this can change. God will help you because he died on the cross. I'm going to make his soul an offering for sin i'm going to present to god every time i pray that jesus did for this for me and remind the father hey i i can i have a right to be at the throne of grace and get help in time of need because of jesus everything's about jesus and i love this scripture it says therefore when he came into the world he said sacrifice and offering you did not desire but a body you prepared for me and what that means is there had to be a body there had to be a body on this earth that had had to be sacrificed and it was him sinless him yeah. went to the cross bore all of it bore all of it and the more we can and the more we can meditate on that and get it in our souls the more strength we have to stand you know and th and that's the message you know no matter where the we are in the world it's like Annie was saying I was thinking about um and I'm, I'm veering off just a tad here but when uh Years and years ago, uh, Ken was in a ministry with another man. His name was Willie George. And they went to, I believe it was uh, Indonesia, yeah. to preach the gospel to little kids. And there were thousands of little kids there that night. And uh, and when they would preach the gospel to those little kids, we have pictures of them somewhere. I don't know where they are now. But these are little seven- and eight-year-old children, and they are weeping till the fronts of their T-shirts are wet. And you tell me God can't touch a, touch people. Yeah, he touched his heart first. And from the heart works into the rest of your life. So that's our job. I mean, that's what we're here for. We're here to see who he is, get that in us, and give it to the world. And be, uh, and be uh, what's the word? Oh, um, assured, strong, convinced that this is what we're here for. Yeah. And that God wants us well. Yeah, just let me make a statement along with that. There's a whole lot more in you that God than than you're allowing God to That's use. Right. There's a lot invested in you. I'm looking at everybody in this room. We've all been through things, and yet you need to zero in on who He is in you. 
because he's got things for you to do, people to people's lives to touch. It's a powerful thing. Isn't it great? Isn't it awesome? Uh, so back to this question. Maybe it's the will of God for me to be sick. No, Jesus was made sick, and if he was made sick, I don't have to be. It's not the will of God for me to be sick. But practically, understand this. Healing does come in many ways. Uh, it's not wrong to go to the doctor. God can use medicine. Uh, sometimes healing comes in conjunction with going to the doctor. You know, uh, like I hurt my shoulder last summer, and I, I kind of thought, well, maybe it's going to get better, and then we got into the fall, and it just wasn't, get, wasn't getting any better. So back in December, I got an MRI. See what was going on is a rotator cuff tear. So when I know, now I know what it is, what I'm dealing with. So uh, I had people pray for me. I had Pastor Josh pray for me one night. And I and I, we asked God to heal me supernaturally, and that would have been awesome. And then I was prayed for a couple of nights here at the church, and then I even had a couple of people come up to me and just pray for me. Said I'm, I I need to pray for you, and I didn't ask them, but they. I said okay, yeah, go for it. But here's the, here's the way my thinking was at that time. I thought I believe God can do this, no doubt. He could just heal this just like this. He could heal it over a week. But here's what I said in my mind. But if he doesn't, if it doesn't get healed by this date. I'm going to get surgery because I'm tired of dealing with this. So I think in the back of my mind, that's where my faith was. Mm -hmm. It was in God's going to use a doctor. And then from the moment I decided to get surgery, I started praying and believing God that it was going to be supernatural. That it's going to be great surgery, going to be easy recovery, going to be, I'm going to come out of this better than ever. And, and prayed over my medicine. And, and uh, you know, it's not wrong to go to the doctor and take medicine. But you, everything you do, you need to do it by faith. Put faith in it. So that's what I did. Uh, uh, use faith no matter where you are and what you're dealing with. And then another thing about this, we're talking about being healed, is, is the way you take care of yourself is important. You have to take care of your body. Let me tell you, at my age, I'm learning even more and more that I'm a, I play a big part. I got to eat the right thing. And I like cheeseburgers <laughs> and fries. Yeah, and they're wonderful. And, uh, you know, uh, Sam's raising his hand. He's praising God for cheeseburgers. Uh, Philippians <laughs> Philippians 3.19. This is pretty strong scripture, but let me read this. Uh, it says, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly. This is talking about people that aren't serving God the right way in their body. And whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. You can't just live any old way you want to, do any old thing, not take care of your body, and then expect God to make up the difference for you. Sam, you want to say something? That's right. Dadgummit, why'd he say that? <laughs> Lord bless this cheeseburger. I rebuke these calories. I take take authority of it. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Exactly. Yeah, you and you know th that's another thing. You're just you've been given a body by God to take care of. Like we said at the very beginning, you have an assignment, and God needs you because He needs your body. That's right. You understand that? He needs a healthy body to preach the gospel. If we're all sick and laid up in bed, how you know that doesn't make sense. Now He wants you to get well. So in, in everything you're doing, if, if you go to the doctor, whatever you do, don't, don't feel condemned and go, well, I didn't use my faith. You know, I, I, we, we sat under a wonderful uh, mentor 
uh, as young ministers. And he had one of the strongest healing anointings I've ever seen, taught healing all the time. But he was always, he never, and we'll get into that a little bit more, but he would never uh, just blatantly say, this is the way it's going to be. He always went to God, was led by the Spirit. And one time his grandson, they found out his grandson had a brain tumor. And he went to the Lord and he was praying for his grandson to be healed. And he'd seen, seen great miracles. But in that instance, the Lord said, no, do the surgery. So don't be condemned if you go to the doctor. Listen, listen. Medicine is a gift from God. Some of you are too young to understand this, but years ago when, when we were young kids, uh, all of us know there was polio and tuberculosis, and there were all these horrible, horrible diseases. Scarlet fever, smallpox, you get these diseases, you're dead. Okay? And God had great times where he'd heal all those people but then he also downloaded into men and women in the earth wonderful things to to combat that and they're not you don't even see smallpox anymore it's gone you don't hear much about tuberculosis or polio because there were vaccines in, and and i'm not going to get into you with about, about vaccines okay You're not? no <laughs> i'm just saying whatever you do hey hey Whatever you do, do it in faith. Believe God. Be led by what he says. When you leave this morning, we're going to have uh, somebody at the door giving vaccines if you'd like to get them. This is my point. God brings med medicine. To, even medicine doesn't heal people, but it, it does something to your body to, to ha help it to combat. Right. So uh, don't get in contact. You know, today, if I'd been back where I was when I couldn't have babies, I mean, I had to, bl I believe God for five years for babies. Had I known about some of the things they have today, maybe it would have helped me to have one sooner. So, so I'm, you know, just because I got to completely healed and could have a baby that I wasn't supposed to have, doesn't mean it's wrong for you women that want to go do the, in, you know, the fertility routes. Those things, go, those are things God gave us. So, no condemnation. Jesus loves you. He wants you well. So, so just get that in your mind. He loves you. He wants you well. Okay, another fallacy. If God ever heals me, then I will believe it. <laughs> You'll never be bothered with healing if that's your attitude. It won't come because you got to take it. Remember, once again, I'm gonna say it again. I'll probably mm -hmm. say it more. It's a, it is concert with you and God. God provides the power, but you have to provide provide the faith. Uh, Revelation twenty two seventeen says, and the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take. Everybody say take. Notice it says take the water of life freely. It, it's an aggressive thing that you have to do. You know, there's times you need to get aggressive with the things of God. Yeah. And you need to stand up against what's coming against you and, and get in the devil's face when he's lying to you and, and say, no, this is what the Bible says. Lord, you said this. And I give you a thanks and praise for it. Listen, I'm married to a blonde headed girl that will get in the devil's face at times especially when it comes to her kids yeah. is that right yes <laughs> yes and straighten his day out profusely right so that's number two number three i did pray pastor ken and nothing happened understand this healing is not instantaneous every time right. in fact i'll say i said it in the, in the beginning most of the time it's not most of the time it's not. But 
you still strive for it. You know, I've been, I, I, I've had every kind of healing you can imagine. <laughs> like I said, this, this, I mean, like we said earlier, uh, my eyes got healed. I was 18 years old, laid hands on me. Uh, I didn't even feel anything. Didn't feel anything. They just, my, my family was there and they laid hands on me and asked me if I wanted my eyes healed. I said, yes. And we're going about our business, and I kept thinking, wow. It's, it's about midnight when all this is going on. We've been praying for several hours. And uh, I kept thinking, man, I must be tired because I can't. My eyes are acting weird. And, uh, and, and, and it had been an hour. And I remember I walked down the hall, and there was a big mirror on the wall. And I, I looked up into the mirror, and I thought, oh, my goodness. My eyes are healed. This eye would was so crossed it would be on the in, you know way in here i could wear glasses and hold it straight but i had a lot of problems with my eyes and and i mean in an hour boom i looked and i thought uh jesus healed me wasn't spectacular in fact most of the things in my life that had happened that had been major major were not spectacular it wasn't like a lightning bolt hit me it was like oh it's the sweetest i i believe the revival is coming it's going to be the sweetest revival we've ever seen. Because there's so many people that are so anxious, so much mental health, so much sadness. Yeah. But I've been through one, and everything that happened to me was so sweet and gentle and kind, so easy. Just didn't even know it was coming sometimes. And uh, I've been healed like that. And then I've been healed, uh, like I said, I prayed for five years to have a baby. That was a tough one. But every day, I, I was believing. I just wouldn't quit believing that he was good and his mercy endured forever. Just wouldn't let go. I'm like that. I will not, if I feel like it's mine, I won't let go. I'm like, we have a little bulldog. And I'm telling you, if she gets something in her mouth and you try to take it and she don't want to, you're not getting that. <laughs> they're tenacious. <laughs> they have a bite that just no. They're they're awesome. That's how that's how my heart got. I'm just not willing. I, when I was believing for babies, I said I'm just not willing to live in this life without children. I'm just not willing. Whatever it takes, and I will believe till I die. And I'm still like that. I tell the Lord every day. I believe that you heal me. If it takes ten years, five minutes, two minutes, you're the healer. I, I've been through all kinds of healings. That's the reason I'm telling you this is I want you to keep believing. Uh, two years ago, I went through COVID. I'll never forget. Some of you were probably there that night. I got up on the platform, and I was preaching on revival, about a, a revival that was coming. Tommy Hicks' prophecy, some of you may remember me talking about it, that there was a great revival coming. And that night, bam, I got hit with COVID. And I am telling you, I've never had any, a battle like that one. It took me one year to get over it. You can ask him. It just almost took me out. And I, I wanted to be I wanted it to be over with quick. I thought, I don't like this. I want it to be over. Today's the day I want to get up. There's no strength. There's no but every day I didn't get up and cry and fuss about it. I got up and I said, Today may be the day it's over. Finally I just kept being led by the Spirit. Lord I'm so tired of this. 
I'm tired of this. I've never had anything I've had to fight so hard. And uh, he, uh, I remember the, the day I got it in November, and I kept believing God and believing God for it. And about March, I'm still not that much better. I couldn't think. Every, my hair's falling out. I mean, it was the worst thing I've ever been through. And uh, I remember I w- in March, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, when I know you're healing me. I know that your healing is working on my body. When am I, but when am I going to, I'm a question asker anyway. When am I going to get better? And he said, you're going to be better by the fall. And I said, I didn't like that at all. <laughs> but he began to show me some things about, and this, this is what you got you got to be led by the Spirit. We'd been on the road 20 years, almost every week in preaching the gospel. Boom, 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 boom. Pack your bags on Friday, go to get on an airplane, preach a seminar, pack your bags Sunday or Monday, come home three days, wash, do books, get things ready, go out again over and over and over. And I got to where during this period towards the end I started feeling like I'm on a I'm on a I'm on a treadmill here. I can't get I can't catch up spiritually. I, I'm, uh, I'm weak. I also was battling a, a, a thing where I had a thyroid issue that they're giving me medication to quiet down my immune system because if they don't, the thyroid attacks your body. So I'm believing for that. But my immune system is dropping lower and lower and lower and lower. And through that whole thing, the Lord showed me, he said, I'm making you Sabbath your body because you didn't do it, and this is what you got. See, your body has to be rested and Sabbathed and taken good care of because if you don't, It'll Sabbath you. It will Sabbath you. It'll say, okay, you don't want to rest? I'm going to make you rest. And through that whole period, though, I'm constantly, I remember that at night, I'd lay in bed, and I'd go to bed about 7 or 8 o'clock because I was so tired. Couldn't hardly go across the room. And I'd lay in bed at night, but I didn't lay there and cry and say, Lord, why aren't you healing? I'd begin to worship. I'd raise my hands, and I'd sing, and I would sing, and I would sing. And I'd sing old songs. I'd sing little kids' songs. I sang some of his little kids' songs. I sang a song a lot, and it's just a sweet little song, but it was just scripture. I'd say, I'd sing, I am healed, I am whole, from the top of my head to the soles to the tip of my toes. First Peter 2, 24 sa- says we are, and if we are, then I am. I am healed, I am whole. From the top of my head to the soles to the tip of my toes. And here's the verse. The enemy always tries to put you down. Lying every step of the way. Telling you your faith is unsound. Telling you be careful what you say. But I believe in Jesus and the cross. And his completed work at Calvary. I believe that when he said amen. That resounded me the victory. And I would sing that and sing it and sing it. And I would sing all kinds of songs. I'd sing Ken's songs. Jesus is the healer. I know he told me so. It's written in the Bible. He wanted you to know. If you have need of healing, then go to me, him right now. By simple faith in his word, I will show you how. Just say, Jesus, I believe. Jesus, I receive. By faith right now, I'm healed. And I would sing, and I would sing, and I would sing. And all through this, I'm just constantly being led by the Lord to just keep my faith strong, keep believing. And then one night, we were sitting in the living room, and uh, th- this was, and, and I'm, there was a real turn in this. We've 
I turned to him and I said, we got to take communion. we got to take communion. Yeah. And we got the elements out and the bread that was broken. See, that's his body. When you crush that in your teeth, that's his body reminding you, I want you well. And his blood separating you from the power of the enemy. And I remember that night we got the elements out and I was holding in my hand and I said, Lord, I know you're healing me, but I'm just so tired. And in a flash, the, the Spirit of God showed me Jesus going up the, the hill to the cross and he had the cross on his back and he'd been beaten so bloody and it hurt so bad. And he's carrying that cross on his back. And he told me, he said, I was tired too going up that road, but I did this for you so you can be healed. And that strengthened me. And he said, you'll come out of this. I had to go through it. I couldn't stop because I was going there for you. See, this is where we got to live. He loves us. And so slowly, slowly but surely, everything began to return. My hair started coming back. (laughs) My strength began to come back. My memory, the fog was leaving. It was slow. But through through all of that, I realized I'm, it's like he said, you're my daughter. I'm going to make you rest. You'll be back, but I'm going to make you just rest for a while. And I even think that whole thing when (laughs) we went through COVID and nobody could go anywhere, I think he made the whole world rest. I'm not saying God caused it. He did not. But in the midst of that, some of us just needed to rest and spend some time with the Lord. And uh, so it doesn't always come instantaneously, but sometimes he's, protecting you from yourself because you're not taking care of yourself you got to sabbath your body you got to eat good you got to take care of your body so okay let's finish up i know i'm taking too much we got six healing keys <laughs> that we're going to give you for praying for other people concerning healing right. so we've established ourselves in the truth of this now what do we do when we pray for other people and they all begin with a w isn't that cool because i'm a brilliant guy <laughs> You can pray for other people. Number one, you got to have wisdom. Proverbs 4, 7, getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do, and whatever else you do, develop good judgment. Every person we pray for is unique with unique circumstances. Uh, it's not a cookie cutter. One size does not fit all. We need to believe God for wisdom. And, you know, a lot of times uh, this happened to Trudy at the altar not too long ago. Somebody came up, and you have to learn to, to get people focused because they'll go everywhere just you know and this anyway this lady came up and she looked at trudy and she said well you're not usually the person that prays for for me but i'll give you a try that's what she said and then she said well what do we, what do you want to pray for trying to focus her she's she gave her about 20 things and Trudy said oh okay okay see when you whenever we're praying for people we're not counseling these people we're praying for them and we have to be the one sometimes to focus them what is the number one thing you're believing God for? What is the, the one thing? We're just going to pray for one thing. And so we need to focus people, and we need wisdom to do that. And then before you pray, you're listening to them. Check on the inside, and say, what is the Lord saying to you as this person's talking? Because God will talk to you yeah. while somebody is, uh, is, uh, is talking. And then be led by the Spirit in, in the way you pray. Now, this is kind of a little different but I'm going to throw this story out to you because this happened to me years ago. At our church at, uh, in Tulsa, I was a worship leader, and we were having a worship night. Mm-hmm. 
And I got out of the shower that afternoon before the service that night. I was I'd been praying, talking to the Lord about the evening, and the Lord told me, uh, just simple. He said, "I want to heal somebody tonight. I want to give them a brand new liver." I said, "Oh, cool." And then the <laughs> Lord said, "When you get to this certain point in the service, just announce it. Say, t tell the people this: There's somebody here. You need a new liver." And, and we're not going to lay hands on you. We're going to just worship God tonight, and we're all going to join with you, whoever you are, and we're going to believe God's going to touch you as we worship him tonight, as simple as that. So I did that. I announced it at the proper time. After the service was over, a lady came walking up to me from the back. There are probably 2,000 people in the service that night. She comes up to me, and I didn't know her, but she's real thin, and the closer she got, I looked at her skin, and it was sallow. It was yellow, yellow, yellow skin. And I could tell something was wrong with her. And she was smiling from ear to ear. She said, Pastor Ken, God touched my liver tonight. I'm, I'm healed. I know I'm healed. And I said, well, that's, praise God, good. I said, she was taking 50-something enzymes every day to keep her alive until she has a liver transplant. That's what she's waiting for. Okay, so she, that week, uh, the next weekend, she comes back to church. Been, you know, living the, that week. She'd gone to the doctor. She comes back to me grinning again. She said, Pastor Ken, I got to tell you what happened. I said, what happened? I went to the doctor. Uh, I told the doctor, I said, you need to check me out. Do, do all the tests, whatever you need to do, because God healed my liver. And the doctor said, okay, sure. So he did tests. They did the, and he comes back in after the tests, and he looks at her. She said he came in, sat down, and looked at her and said, okay, something happened. We got to do these tests again. They tested her again. doctor comes back, shaking his hand. I don't know what happened, ma'am, but your liver has normalized. That, that Your liver is healed. Do I have to take the enzymes? No, you don't. And that lady is still alive today. She's a little bit older than us. Mm -hmm. I see her on Facebook all the time. God gave her a new liver. Amen. It was a miracle. Yeah, and she sent us a letter not too long ago. Yeah. Just letting us know I'm still, still healed. Still. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Jesus did that. But I looked on the inside. So whenever you're, some of you are altar workers. Whenever, whenever you're at the altar, somebody's talking. Just check in, Lord. What do you want? To, what do you want me to do? What do I need to do? This number two, W's. You need to be willing. Willingness is important. You have to determine where to hook up with the person's faith that you are praying for. Uh, ask them questions like, "What are you believing for concerning this? Uh, what What do you think Jesus can do for you?" You know, they might tell you that I'm, I'm my knee's hurting. and uh, th But sometimes you need to ask questions and determine where their faith is. Determine where their faith is. And then hook up with their faith right there. Because you cannot override their faith. Right. It's their faith, right? Remember, it's a partnership. God, but then their faith. You can join your faith with them. But you can't always believe everybody out of their own deal, right? Okay? All right, number three. Uh weakness sometimes people have weaknesses that they're dealing with here's what i mean by that they have sin or they have some kind of unforgiveness that's holding back the healing that belongs to them this is spoken of in james 5 16 uh, confess your sins to each other pray for each other so that you may be healed the earnest prayer of a righteous man has great power and produces wonderful results so we see healing working in the conju in conjunction with uh, uh forgiveness of sin and uh yeah you got you the story yeah yeah uh i have a brother-in-law that was very 
proficient in the word of knowledge and word of wisdom. And uh, he was praying for a lady one time. He's in heaven today, but he was praying for this young woman, and she came up, and she just was weeping and weeping and weeping. And he he said uh, he said something to her about why are you you know why are you so heavy? And she said, Well, I just I just don't think God loves me. And he's trying to locate where he can go to pray for her. And he's uh, so he's looking to the Lord to be led by the Spirit. And he said, All of a sudden, he heard a baby crying in his spirit on the inside yeah. on the inside you're a little baby just crying and crying and crying and he said to the girl he said i hear a baby crying and in that moment she just broke and she said i had an abortion i killed my baby and i can't forgive myself and he said well god has forgiven you and that baby's in heaven and he was able to minister to her but see sometimes there's things under the yeah that that people they're afraid for anyone to know, and they need to be loved and delivered out of those moments. Because yeah. there's a lot of people that have made mistakes, and they just won't forgive themselves. And you've got to help them get to that place that God forgives you. You can go on from here. Yeah. So that's being led by the Spirit, and also the that's the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. That You know, those are just for us to help people with. They're not for us. So everybody can go, wow. She can operate in that. No, that's just Jesus giving you some more information so you can help people. Yeah. So be led of the Spirit, even when you're praying for people. Okay, gotta gotta be I quick. Know, I know. Okay, number four is the word. Mm-hmm. Another factor that's important before praying for somebody, always, always, always ask them if they have a scripture that they're standing on. Ask them what they are believing. If they don't have one, then maybe you'll be able to suggest one. Mm-hmm. That's why I gave you a lot of scriptures today on healing, because yeah. you need to have these in your arsenal. So when you pray for people, you can say, okay, well, the Bible says this. How about if we stand and agree over this? Because we want the, the, the point of agreement is important that you have with this person. And that's determined by the promise of God. Uh, it says in Second Peter 1, verse 4, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. That's the word of God. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. So faith, I, I like to say this, say it this way. Faith begins where the will of God is known, and the will of God is his word. So we want to focus him on the scripture. And then number five, W number five, is worship. After praying with somebody, encourage them to seal it with worship after they leave you. So you pray for somebody, and they may feel better, but they may not feel any better. In fact, I've walked away from being prayed for feeling worse. But whether you got it or not is not determined by the way you feel. It's determined by your faith, right? So uh, tell them, instruct them, hey, let's just thank God for this. We believe God's done this for you. Now, when you go home, you ought, you ought to go get with the Lord and just worship Him and thank Him for his, for what we've what we're standing on right now. Don't let go of this. The enemy wants to steal that promise away from them as quickly as he can. When I pray for people to be filled with the Spirit and they pr- they get their prayer language, I always tell them now go home, get off by yourself, and begin to pray in the Spirit just by yourself. Just begin to do this. And do that this afternoon. Will you do that? And they'll agree. I say, yeah. Okay, now tomorrow is whatever day it is, Monday. Tomorrow, set aside some time and go get 
by yourself and pray in the spirit for a little while okay we do that for five minutes and then on tuesday do it again and then do it every day for the rest of your life <laughs> it's true you need to do it every day so being praying in the spirit is not just a one-time thing right, you did and right. you have a badge i prayed in the spirit one time no this is something that god wants you to use on an ongoing basis uh so uh t t tell them to worship god you know trudy uh, an another time god did a miracle for us it was back in the 80s and our kids were little and oh she ended up it's a long story but she got kidney she had a kidney infection that turned into kidney kidney poisoning one night and i don't know much about that and i'm at the hospital and all our friends and and people that had been there with us we didn't think it was that big a deal you know it's a kidney infection right but the doctor came in that night he said mr blunt i need to talk to you and i knew it was serious he said uh, your wife is in very serious shape said she's got kidney poisoning it's moved to that level we're giving her the strongest antibiotic we can but if something doesn't break she's so weak we could lose her in the night and i said what what and I, it hit me like a load of bricks and i didn't know what to do and that's late at night and i'm alone and i didn't know what to do we'd already prayed but i just thought lord and it was hard buddy i want you to know there was no visible feeling of anointing i felt like god was a thousand miles away if i go by my feelings but i went in that room and i got to get busy because she could die and i began to praise god and i opened my bible up and i would read a scripture and i would read it like lord thank you first peter 2 24 says with your stripes trudy was healed lord i praise you and i didn't care nurses were walking in and out and i didn't quit i didn't care what they thought because we're at desperation time right and it was so tough and like two in the morning three in the morning no change five o'clock in the morning i had sat down in a pleather chair you know what pleather is right <laughs> hospital chair orange pleather i can still see it still see the style and i'm sitting there and i dozed off about five in the morning and i heard she hadn't talked to me for hours but i heard this little voice kenny kenny and it's her it's trudy and i said what she said i'm hungry could you get me something to eat huh <gasps> yes and i ran down to the nurse jumping up and down we need bacon we need eggs ham she's hungry come on so i got her some food and i came back and she's sitting up and she ate and that thing broke in the night and the doctor came in and did a double take what happened to you a miracle happened a miracle happened how did it happen god did it but my part was to worship him and allow the power and you can't be moved by the way you feel during that time. We were desperation. You don't, you don't have many desperation moments in your life. This was one for me. But God is faithful. God is faithful. And then number six is the last one. Witness. The, la the last W is witness. Our prayers being answered. Us getting healed. Us walking in this. Is a witness to the world that Jesus is alive and still doing the same things now as when he walked on the earth. That's what this church is here for. That's what the body of Christ is in the world for, to make a declaration. Not everybody's going to believe it. There'll be people mock it. There'll be people say, I don't believe that. But that doesn't matter. This is a, this, we are the living witness that Jesus is alive and the Bible is true. And when we stand in faith and we pray and, we, and people get healed and we're carrying on the gospel, we are carrying out his ministry and we are declaring Jesus is alive and well on planet Earth. Father, we thank you today for your word.
we thank you for these people that have come to learn. Lord, we pray that the things that we have said and declared, that, that you'll be able to use them, and we will leave here better and stronger than when we came in Jesus' name, and we give you thanks. Did you get something out of this? Okay, here's the last thing. You are dismissed, but I, I didn't even plan on doing this, but if you would like to believe God for healing for in your body, as everybody goes, but you'd like to be prayed for, come up here and Trudy and I'll pray for you before we go. Is that a good deal? Once again, thanks for coming. You're dismissed if you don't want to be prayed for. <laughs> Did I say that wrong? Not condemningly. Yeah, no. You're dismissed. Yeah.